Hi, everyone. Welcome to High Octane Real Estate with Pam Orzan. So today we have a really interesting episode because it's not like it's a little real estate and a little not, but it's a little how you can get yourself into like happiness. So we're going to call it We Are the Champions of Our Lives. I'm talking to Andrea Valelli of Shift Happens Global. And so she's really cool. I actually know her from the chamber and she always has these little pretty dresses on. She's helping local people here in Delray Beach find their way as far as business goes and building based on like mindset. Yeah. So the thing is, attrition is a thing. And by 2030, attrition is going to cost, I think it was something like $62 billion. Like it's a crazy thing. And 45% of people in the moment are in their job currently looking for another job. Why is that? Because they don't feel any loyalty. They don't feel any reason to stick around because that connection is missing. So what the statistics are showing as that companies that offer some sort of wellness being program where they're showing their employees that they actually give a shit about them, that they care about their well-being. It's not just you're coming and working for me and making me money, but it's I want to make sure that you are happy. When people are feeling good about their job, they're 67% more likely. I hate to give all these statistics, but I happen to know them. <laughs> but it's good. People are curious about stuff like this yes. because when you hear it, it's funny because I'm one of those happiness people. Hey, I moved here at 25. I'm 52. I moved here at 25 because yeah. I'm all about happy. I'm all about doing something. I worked for a company that I was happy. Then I worked for a company that I wasn't happy. And yes. I made that change. And I'm big on change. And I just feel like those statistics, though, because like people look at me like I'm a crazy person because I just quit a job to become a realtor. I had no money because I wasn't happy. And I just hated that job. So I quit, became a realtor just to be happy. And you don't think a lot of people can do that. But when you hear the statistics, there's so many people unhappy. So unhappy. And that's why people are leaving. That's why the attrition rate is so crazy right now. But when an employer is showing this, when they offer some sort of wellness program, some sort of well-being program, just like you said, the employees are so much more likely not only to work harder, I think it's 42% more likely to work harder. The attrition drops 26%, which is pretty incredible. People end up showing up at work. The rate in which their vacation days, or not vacation days, but their sick days lessen. All these things, they want to be at work because they feel loved. They feel appreciated. Right. Because the company is not just caring about what they're bringing in, but the company is literally caring about their employees' being. So that's something that we provide is programs, wellness programs. We call it wellness in the workplace to companies where their staff is learning the skills to have less on their mind so that they can actually be more productive. There's a beautiful equation. It didn't come from me. It came from the inner game of tennis. And it's potential minus interference equals performance. So we have infinite potential. As human beings, we have infinite potential. We have this magnificent inner genius that's capable of anything that's running through us. But when our minds are so busy and clouded and cluttered, we don't have the capacity to actually act at our fullest potential. Right. And all the things that exhaust you that are nonsense, right? Totally. So we teach people the actual mechanics behind the system. So how the operating system works so that they can use what they have to their fullest ability. So it's having less stress, having a calmer mind, no matter what's going on outside of you, because Lord knows we cannot depend on the outside world for our happiness because things are shifting and changing so quickly. all the time. I'm like, stop letting everything else be responsible for your happiness. A girlfriend, a boyfriend, your job, your kids, your grandchildren, whatever it is, you have to make yourself happy. And then those things somehow always fall into place. They do. And what's so interesting, Pam, is that you 
innately know this? Like you don't know the science behind it or the quantum Hell physics? No, I don't know but, any about it. <laughs> but you're living it. So right. you're living it unconsciously. So we would call you like unconsciously competent, which is beautiful because you don't know why. I guess I'm competent at something. Exactly. Like you I don't like know it. <laughs> why it's working for you, but your vision of the world and your idea of what works for you is you're actually using the system, using the physics behind our psychology to your advantage. So that's why you roll with the punches. You see what's good in the world. The downs, baby. Exactly. But you don't get, here's the trick is to not give meaning to the downs as much as you can. Exactly. And that's actually a lesson I've learned, right? Because it's hard sometimes, especially when it comes to real estate. So I'm dealing with people, every single deal that I ever do Mm -hmm. is there's a different realtor on the other end. There's a different buyer. There's a different seller. There's a different lender. There's a different title company. There's a different home inspector. So many different facets so that every single time there could be like that one guy in the deal that kills it over nonsense, right? And I'm mad because it's my paycheck and it's my customer who's maybe homeless or a seller that is trying to buy a different house and I'm scared for them. And it's so many things, but I've learned through the years and I think it's partly because I live in a place where I work for myself and I Mm -hmm. live in a place that's beautiful. I surround myself with happy people. And I found that when you let that, and I said this actually, it's funny how many times on my podcast I'm going to talk about Doreen, who, yeah, my friend Doreen, who always tells me, and I think I said this in the literally the last podcast we did, let that shit go. Because yeah. that stuff muddies up all the other parts that exactly. are good. Yeah. And there's so many things that are good. Yes. And there's no value in hanging on to something. There's no value in it whatsoever. We don't have to harp on something. We can learn from it, but we don't have to carry it with us. It actually stops us from experiencing more peace, love, joy, happiness, all the things that we want to have exactly. in life. Exactly. Because you're out. sitting home, you're pissed off. You're like, yeah. I don't want to go out. I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. But you should be doing those things because I've found, and I kind of joke, but joking, but not joking, right? Like I go out with my friends, I have a couple drinks and my problems are gone because you forget. It's just like anything. You have a dull headache. You're like, I'm going to go out anyway. You go out, you forget you have this headache. Exactly. So it's all those problems in the background, the things that those small things that you let affect your life are just such a, if you look at the big scheme of life and, and those are the things that I feel like if everybody would just like embrace getting rid of that. And I have my moments, I'm human. I get mad. Of course. We all get mad. We all want to pound our head against the wall at times from something, but I give it a very small amount of time. And I think if everybody did that and maybe lived their best life and really tried to say, okay, when something horrible happens, I think, okay, what do I have good? And then that's when you start thinking about all the cool, fun things that you do or what, even if it's a dumb thing, right? I look at my little dog and she makes me smile. Of course, of course. And that's not a dumb thing. That's beauty. That's like the most magnificent energy. Our animals are just unconditional love, which is so beautiful. So if it feels good, hang on to it. Right. Because when we're in a good space, everything is open. We're in a higher level of consciousness. Like we're in the flow. Things happen so much easy, more Productivity, easily Productivity, right. Productivity. 100%. Exactly. And that's why I always, that's like my thing. I always feel like my, my company is literally called Coastal Living because I feel like why wouldn't anybody want to live on the coast? Yes. Why wouldn't anybody want to live at the beach? This morning, we actually, I, I don't know if for the people who are living here, it's uh, the end of January and it's been raining a lot. And yeah, it's strangely amount. A lot. Yeah. And it's a really weird thing. I'm from Cleveland, which is why I came here t- at 25, because yeah. I do not do well with the grayness. And this morning it was sunny and not only warm, but hot. Yeah. And that excited me so me much. And I was like, I have a, a 
dress on right now. It's raining again, of course. But I just felt those are the little things that made me so happy. And I've had a hairy day. I'm back to back today. My dog keeps peeing all over the floor. I've cleaned the floor probably 50 times today. Um, Yeah. And I just got my nails done. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like all these little stressors are stupid. Yeah. Because yeah. when it, I woke up and it was sunny and warm, I was just like, all of a sudden my day was good. Yeah. And I feel like that's a huge thing. And I think when it comes down to like productivity, some of these companies, a lot of times too, they're letting people work from home where when they never worked from home before, had to get used to being productive mm-hmm. and being in their house, yeah. which is a hard thing. Yes. Yes, it really can be a difficult thing. I know because I work from home and a lot of times we'll just go to Capital One because when I'm there, I just seem to be better focused because I don't have an excuse to go in the kitchen and see what I feel like eating. Have a snack, (laughs) do the laundry. Exactly. You know, it's here. So it's just that comes down to sometimes it's just those little things. And that's why I'm one of those jumpers. I'm one of those that maybe it's crazy, but I jump to do whatever I can to make myself feel better. So yeah. what, even if it's stupid, even if it's just going, like I said, going out with my friends, having a couple drinks, I go home, like whatever happened that day, doesn't matter. Right. I deal with it the next day. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. You want to give the least attention you can possibly give to something that's, that's not working. Negative. You want to take care of it without being attached to it, like you're doing it for somebody else. So right. you tie up your camels, but you want to do everything that feels good in life because when you're doing things that feel good in life, we say you're in the green, right? It's like green means go. You're in a really good state of mind. You're just in the flow. Things seem to work out beautifully. And there's actually a science behind that. That's quantum physics. Like it's no longer woo stuff. Like when you're in a good mood, you're in the flow. You're in touch with your higher being, whatever you want to call it. You're just in touch with that, with the source, whatever energy is flowing through you. You want to be in touch with that because that's always going to point you in the direction of love, peace, joy, happiness, all good things. Funny enough, I'm going to say, so I'm, I am I wasn't always that person. Not that I was always like such a negative person, but I'm a fact-driven kind of person, right? And I was always like black and white mm-hmm. and mindset didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I would just do my job and I would do it. And I would do it well because I care about I care about what people think of me. I wanted to do a good job. But the mindset thing was not how I was. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people that did think it was like foo and it was bullshit, right? But then as I – and I'm not going to say it's brand new to me because it definitely is not brand new to me. But I want to say if I had to guess – 10 years ago or so, I started to realize how much that drove my day. Mm -hmm. And then if it drives my day, then how does it drive my week? And then how does it drive my month? And then how does it drive my year based on my job, um, how I do things, how I interact with people, how I interact with some of my friends? Then I started listening to, I'm not a good reader. I fall asleep. You give me one piece of paper to read and I will be asleep in two seconds. So I have to, Audible is my best friend. So I listen to everything. But I blow through these books now because these mindset books, because I know it sounds nuts sometimes if you're that person like I was, it sounds nuts, but your mindset is a huge thing. And that's why I am where I am, because not only am I am where I am in life, but where I live, who I hang out with, just my whole world is happy. So I'm not going to say I'm crazy person and I'm always happy 24 seven. But in general, my life is happy. Yeah. Because I've so started to embrace that happiness is a thing and mindset is so, not even so much, it's all of it, I think. Yeah. And like I said, because I have some friends that work in places that they're very unhappy. And I always give is you do your job, 
and you go home Mm -hmm. because you're not going to give extra. People want to give extra if they're happy doing something. Exactly. And if they feel passionate about what they're doing. Exactly. And if they feel appreciated, you know. Exactly. Because it's funny because I have people that I work with that I know they give me, like we, earlier we were talking about my lender and she is, she's 100%, right? But not only is she 100%, she's fun, she's cool. I can talk to her about anything. I can call her up and be like, I have a customer that's in bad shape. What can they do? And it's just that. Being able to talk to somebody that like understands mm-hmm. sometimes people are down and out and just being able to bring them up and make them live in a place, be, help them live in a place that that's what's made me so happy. Yeah, it does make a difference. We were on a call last night. At mem- we have a membership and one of the people was saying that she's, I don't know if what I'm feeling is seasonal because she lives, I want to actually say it might have been in Ohio. It's someplace that was very cold and dark. And she's, I'm feeling this depression. And I don't know if it's seasonal or whatever, because I can't go out of the house and blah, blah, blah. It is a thing. It's a you huge know, thing. It's a thing. And we can choose differently. But to say that it doesn't affect you, it does. It you huge, know? It's a huge effect. Yeah. And I have to tell you, because I think um, I actually have a girlfriend. Kelly listens to this as well. My friend Kelly, she listens to this podcast while she irons. I guess I'm entertaining while she irons mm-hmm. anyway. But Kelly, we had to move away from Florida for a little while. And she was like, I can't take the grayness and nobody goes out at night. Yeah. And here, it's five o'clock. It's dark. 530. Actually, 530. It's dark here. And we don't think anything of that. Right. No. We don't even because the weather is nice. It's still res- relatively warm. Even when it's, we think it's cold, it's warm. Right. And the lifestyle is so different. And I think somebody like me and not everybody's like me where I get a lot of energy from friends. Yes. Not everybody's like that. I'm an extrovert. So I like to be around people. Yeah. But that I think is a huge thing because again, you can have the most stressful day. You can feel so bad about something. Last year, I've had a lot of loss. I think I've had a couple of friends pass away. Yes. But there's that release that you live in a beautiful place. People are in general happy here. And then you go out, you hang out with your friends. And like I said, in a couple hours, everything's going. Yeah, it really does make a difference. We live in a paradise. I also think it's so much easier to live here. There's not now that it's season, there's more traffic. Everything is close. It's easy. Just being outside, being in the fresh air, being able to go to the beach. The fresh air is huge, right? Yeah, it's really, really Think about COVID, those people that were like stuck inside. Here we weren't. No, we weren't. We were so lucky. I lost weight because I was working out twice a day because I was outside walking and running because I was so bored. Yeah. And I lost weight because of it, because we had beautiful weather here. It was March. We had gorgeous weather. I was out walking twice a day, too. Yeah. Morning and evening. It was like, okay, let's do it. And I still drink every day. Wow. I still (laughs) lost weight. That's amazing. (laughs) You have to be a clean eater. I'm a clean eater at home. Yeah. You give me a drink at El Camino, and then I start eating 100 tacos, nonetheless. All right. So we're going to talk a little about some background, because I think Andy was in a rock band. Yes. I find that fascinating because we're high octane real estate here. Everything is named after some sort of rock song. I am completely rock driven. Yes. Yes. I was like my own little rock star. (laughs) I love it. Um, I'm a wannabe. I'm a wannabe. Yeah, it was fun. It was beautiful. That was like my youth in high school. I was in a band and then I went to school for music. I studied classically. I also studied jazz. And I had like my little 15 minutes of fame. I had my own music and then like my own little album. So do you sing? I was a singer. Yes, I was a singer. And I opened for Salt and Peppa, High Five. This was a while ago. Freddie Jackson, Crystal Waters, La Da Dee, La Da Da. That's amazing. It was very fun. It was very exciting. And then there was a time when it was like, 
okay, this is, there's a businessy yuckiness to it. And that's really what happened for me because I right. love to perform. I love being on this, to be on the stage. I loved musical theater was like my, that was my jam. So there came a time when the businessy part didn't feel authentic. And that was when I decided, hmm, I don't know that, that I have, that I can sustain this in a way of still being happy and enjoying it because it got very businessy. So that's what ended up happening. But it was very exciting. It was a beautiful way to spend those very youthful years exactly. of my early we 20s. We all love salt and pepper. I know. Oh, my God. They were so nice. I have to tell you. They I can were imagine. So they nice. seem really fun. Like that's They were amazing. Like cool girls, right? I have to, like, Do you know them, Janine? Oh, uh, Salt and pepper. Yeah. I'm, like, a huge salt and pepper fan. Yeah. They're, they were great. They were super so, friendly. Like, did yeah. you – you don't strike me as that type of genre no. – yeah, Andy has a Stevie well, Nicks look, I feel yeah. like, a little rock star that way. Yeah. Uh, she's always in a beautiful dress, and she's got this long, well, flowing hair. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm in that flowy You've got state. a Stevie Nicks feel but to you. But you have don't, to remember. Like, you don't cross you know, me as someone that would, like, twerk. and. <laughs> no, I, I never did. I never okay. did. That was not my thing. But you, know, you have to remember, like, in the early 90s, I had the crazy haircut, like, the big hair, right. the whole deal. Like right. I and the big did, red lipstick. And, I, all yeah. of it. All yeah. of it, all of it. So, yeah, that was my jam. <laughs> Things change, and now I'm a spiritual guru. Look at that. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not That's kidding. why I think it's funny, because people know me as typically, like, I'm a, I don't know, I'm like a sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of girl, and then here I am. I'm, like, all about mindset within the past few years. Like, mm-hmm. I am so about that, and well, it's... Yeah, you yeah. discovered your truth. When you tap into the truth of who you are, you can't look away. You it's age away. too, I think, though. There is something to say for that because I think – I always say, like, you're 18 years old and mm-hmm. they expect you to decide what you want to be for the rest I of your know. life. crazy. Go to college Crazy. and pick something, yeah. right? Yeah. And when you're 18, you are just a pure fucking idiot. Like, you don't even know what you want to do. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a handful of people that do, but most people don't, right? Correct. My degree is in fashion design and oh, I have wow. – Never, ever done that. I was in merchandising for a little while. That's what got me here. I've been a realtor since I'm 28. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. I didn't know yes. that. Yes. And now I can't even imagine that being my life. I can't imagine living in Manhattan yeah. and that grind. Yes. And I'm definitely not a Californian, as you all know. I'm definitely never going to be able to be a Californian. But I can't imagine doing something like that. But I think it's silly. So as you age, you start to get to like in tune with all these things. And I'm a little bit more hardcore. But on the other side, we all can have different facets to who we are. And I think that's another reason I love South Florida, too, because I think that's a cool melting pot. It's a cool melting pot of all these people that come from all different sorts of things. And they start a lot of them start second, especially real estate. They start second careers. Mm -hmm. They find their happiness. And now I love this. I was a school teacher Mm. and now I'm doing this. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's beautiful. Second and third careers. I was just talking to um, a client on on the way here and she's just trying to figure out her next direction. And she's so I want to know what I'm going to do for the next 10 years. And I'm like, no, no, you don't. No, you don't. You just want to know what you feel passionate about today. Don't worry about 10 years from now. That's going to all work itself out. That's how I became a realtor. I have to tell you something. So I was working as a merchandiser and my mom's house was for sale. And I went to her house for dinner and the realtor had been showing the house. And she seemed, granted, she's a a wonderful, she's an amazing realtor. She's still around. She sells all the 10 gazillion dollar Mm -hmm. properties up and down Fifth Avenue in Boca. However, she just was very like chill and she seemed flighty, was definitely not flighty. That's not the right word, but she seemed like that. Mm -hmm. 
And she goes, you should totally do it. She goes, if you hate it. And I never even thought of it. I was always a creative type person. She said, if you hate it, you go back to your old life. I'm like, true. I'm young. This is the time to do it. But here I am, 25, almost five years later, 24 Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. um, doing this. And I love it. So you just sometimes don't know. And I think with age comes a little bit more of getting to know yourself, like the good, the bad, and the ugly, and embracing some of the things that you didn't think you were. Yeah. But you are. This mindset stuff fascinates me that I listen to these books because I have to laugh to myself because I am not this person. I'm, right. you, you are. know, tequila and tacos, baby. But underneath the tequila and but tacos, you But I totally you are am very this aware. person. I am. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of books are you tapping into? I listen to a lot of real estate books. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Well, a lot good. of real estate. That's your business. You should. And it's a, like a lot of mindset, but more about the psychology of talking to customers. And I've been doing this forever. I know how yeah. to talk to customers. I have clearly know how to do all those things. But it's just, I just feel like you're always learning something. And some of the books yeah. I find boring. And some of them, I even if you get one thing. Yeah. There's books I've listened to the whole book. I'm like, that wasn't the best book. Yeah. But I got two things out of it. Yeah. And so I try to look at myself and say, do I do this? Do I not do that? And I think also my mother always says, no one ever looks on themselves. No one ever sees on themselves, right? Correct. So everyone thinks they're perfect. Mm-hmm. And I never think I'm perfect. Yeah. And you have to look at yourself and say, this is what makes me better. And if I said something wrong or I did something wrong or there's times, believe me, there are times there's deals that I've done that I'm like, I don't know that I did the best job. Like everybody has that in their life. Sure. And you have to just embrace it and just say, it's not happening again. And I can't let that happen again. Right. Yeah. You just you learn from it and you move forward. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not everybody can be at their best at all the time. But you do your best to embrace those things that are not and learn how to get past them. Yeah. Know that it's okay. Everything is perfectly perfect the way it is. And we're human. Yeah. And when we just take the pressure off, stop judging ourselves. As long as you don't do things on purpose. None of the things I'm saying I did on purpose, but maybe I didn't respond quick enough. Maybe I didn't do this quick enough. Maybe whatever it is, it's like you just you're learning from yourself and you have to look at yourself and say you're not perfect because that's the only way to get better. Yeah, I'm going to offer that we're perfectly perfect. And just like you said, being self-aware, seeing something that you think, you know what, I can improve on that. I'd like to see that differently. It to me, it opens it up to beautiful self-acceptance and here's what I'd like to see better. Here's what I'd like to shift and change because you're right. Listen, the world is always telling me where I am and how I'm doing. Okay. It's never outside of me. So if something great happens, I did that. If something awful happens, I did that. It's always taking responsibility for the world is your mirror. Correct. So whatever's happening, it's, oh, that's a reflection of me and I do not like that. How can I move through that? What can I see? How can I shift that? And what do I need to learn from that? Exactly. And I'm starting to notice it too. I think you notice it from the people around you when Mm -hmm. you start to fix it in yourself. Yeah. Because now I do deals like even now I was just saying there's a realtor I'm working with that is sends me these rude emails and I'm like, nothing has happened. Why? And then I get an apology email, but then... I was like, yeah, but why did you send it to begin with? Yeah. People aren't self-aware. We do not see ourselves. You really have to be self-reflective in order to look at yourself. And not think about everything in your head. You can get caught in your head really easy. Yeah. Right? And assume that somebody is thinking something or doing something and they're not. And and you can be like, maybe they're this and maybe they're that. And and I think that's what happened here. And meanwhile, my response to her wasn't the most pleasant because the email was like, what the fuck did you send me this email for? Because it was completely uncalled for. I never said that. And I gave you exactly what you wanted. I said, oh, my God, let me fix that. And blah, blah, blah. It wasn't my fault. It was something from 
an air conditioning company. It was completely fixed, blah, blah, blah. But it was like in her head that it was going to be wrong instead of actually, and interestingly enough, just not reading her email threads. But nonetheless, sometimes people don't behave in the way that they want to. She did apologize. And I accept your apology. I said, however, not even sure where it came from because I never said that. And maybe read the emails. You have to just let that shit go. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. Don't take life too seriously. Just do Exactly. Which do. is why I think too, and we come down to why Andy's here, because we're talking about mindset and a lot of different things too, and how she helps companies. But when it comes to real estate, I think people who now, after, especially after COVID, people can work or whatever everywhere. Yeah. You should be working where you want to work happily, and you should be doing what you want to do happily yeah. and realize how things can get like a mess. Hopefully we'll never have something like that happen again, but it happened in 2020. That happened. Yeah, it happened. And oh my God, here we were. People were losing their jobs, so many things, right? But then you also saw the positive where people were being able to work from home, Mm -hmm. enjoy their family, live their happiest life, move here. A lot of people were moving here because of that. Because if you're going to be able to work from home, why not work from the beach? Right. Or the pool. Yeah. Or your patio. Yeah. Where yeah. it's 80 degrees instead of 20. Yeah. And it's pretty pretty damn cold up there right now, I think. Uh, my daughter's in Chicago. It was minus nine. Yeah. My friend is up there. I was like, he's trying to get back. He actually lives here. Oh. And they keep canceling his flight. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Yikes. I know. Chicago. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I can't even see. It's funny because we don't even think about that. I have a girlfriend one time. Right. She's like, I feel like I'm gaining weight. I said, go for a run. She's like, Pam, it's 20 degrees. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here it's 75 degrees. We're so. so blessed. It's magical. Exactly. But just that one little thing can change your life. I yeah. can't even imagine living there still. I've lived here for 26 years, but I can't even imagine living yeah. anyplace cold yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's a different ballgame. It's funny. Like my daughter, she's in college there. So it's like she's romanticized the cold and mm. she loves it and she bundles up and she sends me pictures. I'm like, what? To experience. Exactly. I'm so happy she's having that experience and she'll right. see what's right for her. Exactly. Exactly. Some people like that. Yeah. There's, I've never been a skier. Like I remember my dad would take us sled riding yeah, and my brother too. would go. I'd go down once yeah. and then I'll be like, I'll sit in the car with the heat on. And then he'd Aww. finish with my brother because yeah. I'm just not born that way. Yeah. I'm born to be at the pool. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, people. Okay. So we're going to wrap up. Okay. But of course, we have to wrap up with headbanger housing. Okay. Okay. So you got a tame one, Andy, because usually I ask crazy, stupid questions. Oh, okay. But you got a nice tame one, I okay, feel like. Okay, good. Okay. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? I got to say, I kind of like where I am. I know that's pretty We lame. do live in paradise. We do live in paradise. Should I say, okay, so how about this then? Okay, she likes where she is. What if I said, you could you live anywhere in the world that's not the United States? Ooh, that's not the United States. Gosh, that's a tough one because I was going to say Hawaii, but that's the United States. <laughs> it is though, but Hawaii is phenomenal, right? Like it's so funny because I thought, why go to Hawaii when I live in Florida? I know. But it is so different. Yeah. It's the same temperature. I've never been there. I have to admit I haven't been there, but oh it's like God, it's on best. my bucket list. Oh my God, it's the best. It's I, can, I can't believe how much I love yeah. Hawaii. Their food is phenomenal. Yeah. We have good food here, but yeah, Hawaii, yeah, holy yeah. shit good. I have a hankering for Italy and it's because both my husband and I think we're Italian. We're not. And we love the food. And we just love the culture. We love the whole idea. So I would have to go for that. What's your descent? What's your descent? Russian and Polish. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would Everybody knows. I always say Ireland because everybody's drunk all the time a little bit. Oh and hilarious. it's also just, they speak English. Yes. It gets cold, but it does not snow. Okay. Mm. 
and they're known for golf and stuff because everything's so green and beautiful. Not that I golf. Yes. I don't even have the patience at all for golf. Right. But it's like one of those places that it's like small town, but not. And they speak English and the food is amazing. They don't have any vegetables. I have to grow vegetables. Oh, okay. Terrible for vegetables. But but yeah, Jameson yeah. and some stew. Okay. I'd be good with that. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I like the history. The United States, it's so funny. We don't really have that no, you're, here. You're drawn to it for some reason. I'm very drawn to the Mediterranean. Yeah, there like, you go. See, I love I feel the food. Like, very drawn to the Mediterranean. Yeah, see, I, there's something about the Irish. I am. It's funny because people joke that I should be Mex. I was like Mexican in a past life because I'm obsessed with everything Mexican. Okay. Is that why you were talking about? Not rocks, tacos. tacos, but yeah. El Camino. Tacos. Yeah. El yeah. Camino. My favorite. I'm going to yeah. do a shout out. My favorite. If anybody is moving here, Las Fajitas. So on Facebook, when you're all asking who's the best Mexican, Las Fajitas. Where is that? I don't even it's know. It's in it. Boca. It's owned by Mexican people. So it's like authentic, the amazing. Real stuff. Yeah. It's not expensive. It's not fancy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now. It's on the railroad tracks on Dixie Highway, just north of 20th Street in Boca. Mm-hmm. Las Fajitas. They also own Senior Burrito. People usually oh, have heard sure. that. Yes. And I, it's so funny. I've heard the most. I've, actually, I've been there once, but I know that's a place where if you really. It's Mexican. Yes. It's like yeah. the real deal. Now, yeah. I'm a big fan of El Camino, but that's a conglomerate. So, yeah. But I, I really like Las Vegas. So I do have some sort of thing with the Mexican food. But yeah, you do. if I were to live somewhere, it wouldn't be Mexico. It would totally yeah. be Ireland. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that. It's Janine. It's very interesting. Janine, what you got? I lived in Italy already. Yeah, oh, you did. So, oh. Since I speak the language and I lived there for two years, I'd probably move back. Yeah. <gasps> okay, so it is fabulous. Yeah. It is. So, yeah. But like when people think they know what Italian food is, it's nothing. It's like, totally I know. different, I've right? I've been to Italy and the food... Blew my mind. It's amazing. It blew my mind. It's, it was you know so simple. Yeah. Know. You know what's so crazy? It's like clean. Yeah. It's yeah. so clean. Like a lot of people That's don't realize like how, because they think of, dare I say, the Olive Garden, but they think of like the Alfredos and yes. stuff. And they don't really, they eat like clean. Oh, it's nice, yeah. clean, fresh, food. small fruits, portions. Yes. Vegetables. Oh, and cheese, like you go olives. To them, yeah. yeah. You go to the market, you get some, but it depends on the, the type of cuisine based on the region that yes. you're in too, yes. right? Like in the South, the seafood is really good. If you go to Sicily, like the yes. seafood, the I've octopus. Never been to Sicily. Sicily is really cool. And then I don't like Venetian food. I'm not really a big fan, but like, What's that? What's in it? What's the Venetian it's food? It's just it's it's just crap. It's what oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> I've been to Rome and I've been to Florence and, me and too. A, on a past podcast. So Rome has the we best talked about food. our Florence stories. Rome is right. awesome. But like Florence, obviously, you know, I'm a big fan. Yeah, big fan of Florence. Other than David. You and I have to go back to Florence so we together. can. Together. Yeah, we had some funny. What episode was that? Oh, my God, Pam. That was like on the early on, right? Pam, that was hilarious. We both have really funny Florence stories. Hers might be. Is worse the right answer? <laughs> worse? I don't know, because Scarier. if I saw what happened to you in that square, I don't know what's worse. Yeah, but, but they you were... got, she got sick. In Florence, and it was like projectile vomiting. Yeah, um, I was. I just saw some crazy lady peeing in the middle of the square. Okay. But yeah, hers was good. But it was funny because we had this, we did one episode. I don't remember. It was early on. It was a bunch of episodes ago. We were talking about our Florence stories and how, <laughs> yeah, we both have these crazy Florence stories. But I'd still go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. Come with me. I might go back in March. If and you speak the language. I, I do. So I you can barely have, speak English. Do you know how much fun, if I were single, you know how much fun we would have? Like, I would make sure you had a I great time. I feel like Roy could come, and he'd be fun. No? Mm, Why can't Roy come? No, can we just leave him home and you and I go? Because trust me, we will have a way MacGyver. better time. MacGyver. MacGyver. We'll yeah, MacGyver sets all this shit up. In we'll have fun. Saying. Okay. We'll have fun. All right. All right, so that's another episode, a nonsensical. Uh, this one was good. This was great. A little less nonsensical today. Okay. 
episode of High Octane Real Estate. So you guys know you better download, listen, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen, wherever you download, or I will hunt you down. Talk to you next time.